It's finals week, everyone. Uh, we're a little late getting this show out there, but, you know, it's a grind. So uh, we just finished up our finals. So on this episode, we're going to be covering Ravens Chiefs, their breakdown, Eagles Cowboys, horrible. A couple other games. So we had some big-time games. We had the Miami Miracle. Our picks didn't do too hot this week. It was a pretty uh, hectic week in the NFL. I'd say the least. So let's get into it. Let's go. So, man, pretty wild NFL weekend, wouldn't you say? I'd say so. You just want to get right into it? Yeah. Talk yeah. about your team. <laughs> so, I think it's safe to say now the Dunchain is official. Can, are you in agreement with that? Um, all right. Well. Not yet. We're lucky that we're recording on a Wednesday, not Monday. I had a, I had a couple days to cool down because I want to know how much the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are paying the refs. <laughs> I, just give me a number. Just tell it to me straight. Like, I'm not going to be offended by it. I just want to know. We've talked about, how many times have we talked about on the show how the refs can dictate the game? They can literally change the momentum of a game. And it can change seasons. And it's been demonstrated in this Eagles-Cowboys game. You had the opening kickoff. The returner fumbled the ball. And then you say that there's not a clear recovery? Like, recovery of what? It was four Eagles that jumped on the ball. Like, what? Which one recovered it? Is that the question in, in doubt? There's four or five Eagles players. There's not even a Cowboys player in the screen. Like, dude, you have no idea. If this was recorded on our Monday, you would have had to cut all this because I'd be cursing my <laughs> off. All right, so that was a really bad call. Like, give me some other ones because I really I watched the first half of the game and then was going back and forth in the second half. So, I mean, what else was going on? Um, I saw Dak went off. I saw the Cowboys offense went off. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, of course they did. Yeah. There, there was a missed hold on a critical third down. Cowboys got the first down, kept moving. On, I think they had a field goal or a touchdown after that. And then we could talk about the offense pass interference on the rookie, Dallas Goddard. Clearly, clearly not pass interference. And with the funniest thing during this, during this whole game was they were bringing in the rules analyst. It was exactly Mike opposite. Pereira. Of what he was saying. They'd be like, he was like, yeah, I, that's just not pass interference. Oh, it's offensive pass interference. Mm-hmm. And yes, the Eagles still scored on the Dallas Goddard pass interference, but it's time then. There's more time on the clock. There's more time to get a stop, and there's more time to go down. It's just ridiculous. It changed the whole aspect that's of the right. game. That's right. That was the play where he kind of like, not even five yards off the line, he did a little swim move. Yeah, so like, a, and they call that pass interference. A swim move is pass interference. Nuts. I couldn't no. believe they called that. Obviously, the Eagles had a horrible first half. It was like, I think it was six to nine. It was close first half. It was close. It was yeah. six to nine through three. But you get that opening kickoff recovered, clearly recovered, and then you go down and either score a field goal or a touchdown. That gives you a little bit of momentum. That was a big some, momentum shift. I mean, you take mm-hmm. the crowd out of it early. Like, horrible, dude. It sucks to lose that way, especially with the season on the line. A lot of changes coming in Philly next year. <laughs> got to start with the defense, dude. Dak Prescott, what, what, what were his stats? I got him right here. 42 for 54. What is going on? Dak Prescott, not Drew Brees, not Tom Brady. Dak on the Super Bowl champs defense. I mean, you can't expect to win a game with that, right? Yeah, clearly not. I mean... 
when you dominate like that. And the Amari Cooper deal that they made this uh, year. The one that we all laughed at. We thought they overpaid. They're 5-1 and one with him. I think they underpaid. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Amari Cooper, his first six games in Oakland, or his first five games, he had mm-hmm. 280 yards, one touchdown. He's got 600 yards and five touchdowns in yep. Dallas through six games. Sounds right. And it's making more, like, the Eagles traded a third rounder for Tate, and obviously the Cowboys traded a first rounder for Amari. Clearly thought that the Tate deal was the better of the two. Just did not turn out that way. Yeah, I mean, Golden Tate is a is he a top ten wide receiver in the NFL or is he top fifteen? He's no. somewhere in that range, right? He's not top five. He's not arguably top five, like I would say maybe Amari Cooper might be. Yeah, and he's thirty, and Amari Cooper's what twenty five, twenty six. Not so. even. He might be twenty four. Right, there he's young, mm-hmm. so. It's frustrating. Uh, another Eagles running back was on IR, too, Corey Clement. So they're down to two backs now, Josh Adams and Darren Sproles. This year, has it's been a lot of injuries. I mean, I'm not going to make that excuse because we won the Super Bowl with half of our players missing last year. But Eagles, though, you're going to be surprised to hear this. They're only half game out of playoffs. That's still, like, Isn't that I don't know how that's even possible. I saw a scenario where the Giants could... The Giants could still make the playoffs. No way. Yeah. Um, so basically, the Vi- the Vikings and Panthers are ahead of the Eagles because they both have the tiebreaker, mm-hmm. but Minnesota has that tie. So if you look at their remaining schedule, let me pull it up here real quick. Philly's got to play Houston, L.A., and the Giants. So if you run the table and you win all three, very unlikely. You got two NFC teams in there to help your overall Give you a tiebreaker. Right. So you the Vikings have the Vikings right now have the sixth wild card. They play the Dolphins, who just came off that huge win. And then you have the Lions who are five and eight right now, and then you have the Bears. So they easily could lose two of three. And then uh the Panthers play the Saints twice. That's that's probably two losses right there. And then Philly wins all three and they're another the sixth wild card, but the NFC six six team is going to be horrible. You think so? Yeah. Well, if Seattle gets the five seed, which I'm I didn't think was going to happen, but it's mm-hmm. looking like that. Yeah, I don't think Carolina's going to get in. Minnesota, don't don't let me get started with them. Um, It'd have to be Minnesota. Like if Minnesota maybe wins two out of three, then yeah. they then they'd be in. Mm-hmm. But like as it stands right now, it's going to be really close. I wouldn't bet money on it, but yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed, right? I'm tired of the Eagles' rants and disappointing year. Let's uh let's talk about your Ravens, man. Dude, maybe game of the week. It was a really good game. <laughs> yeah. It sucks they didn't um they couldn't pull it out, but I think we got a quarterback controversy in Baltimore. I was texting my I was texting my uncle who's a huge uh, Ravens fan, lives down in Maryland. I said, "What if Lamar wins you this game? What do you do?" If they would have won, he would have obviously been starting this week. And I think still that he'll be starting this week. I don't think he played bad. I think he played pretty good. There were a couple throws that probably could have had, probably would have made a difference, especially at the end of the game when we're down and we can't run the ball. You know, it sucks. That's definitely a position where you need Flacco playing. But still, Kansas City's offense, I mean, we, we've talked about them all year long, scoring 40 points, being this explosive team. And through three quarters, they Ravens held them to 17. Ravens held them to 17 until they had that crazy last drive and they scored 24 to tie the game. Dude, was it fourth and 20? What was it, Some. It was something ridiculous, and he yeah. threw the ball 40, 50 yards downfield. Off his, like, back leg, yeah. getting chased by three guys. Yep. It sucks. That's typical Ravens to give up a play like that. They actually converted two or three fourth downs on that game-winning or the game-tying drive, <laughs> which was horrible. I hated that. 
But, like, also, crazy throws that Mahomes is making. You see the no-look pass? Yeah. He's like a wizard. Yeah. That was, like, a legit no-look pass, too, because you see the defenders on the opposite side of the field. Ball's nowhere close to them, and they're jumping up. I was impressed by that. <laughs> that was a really cool throw. So I don't know. Chiefs start- got lucky, in my opinion. Oh, I, I think the, Raven- the Ravens played the better game. When it was tied, though, I was like... Kind of favors the Chiefs a little bit because, like you said, Lamar can't really push the ball downfield as well yeah. as they can run the ball. So I mean, all right, so the Chiefs got lucky, but the Ravens also got really lucky because we had the ball down. So the Chiefs had just tied the game up. We had a minute and a half, two minutes or something to go, trying to get into the field goal range, mm-hmm. and Lamar got sacked and fumbled the ball. And the Chiefs had the ball in the red zone to kick the game on a field goal. Oh, and their kicker missed right, it. That's right, that's right. So a little bit of luck on both sides. That's just one of those amazing things about being a Ravens fan is we never really have had that problem. It's been like seven years. I've never worried about a field goal. We had one hiccup earlier in the season and the entire league like almost had their head explode because of it. Like Justin Tucker missing an extra point. Besides that though, just automatic. Speaking of kickers that are horrible, you want to just talk about the Steelers? Just jump in right there. Keeping up with the Steelers, man. Yeah, for real. We need to bring that back because you remember. The, dude, the Steelers are so tough to like to try and follow up. They started the year off just a mess. Everyone knew they were a mess. Figured it out. They looked like one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, they're a mess again. Well, they lost. Have they lost three straight? Two, or, so. two or three straight? They've, yeah, because they lost to the um, they lost the Chargers. Yep. They lost to the Broncos. Yeah. The Raiders. Yeah, they were. They, they, they were three s- against the AFC West in the last three weeks. They were sitting seven, two, and one. You're like, probably not going to get the one or two seed, but I mean, maybe lock up the three. But at mm-hmm. this point. Ravens still have a chance for a division, right? Yeah, they do. They're only a half game behind Pittsburgh, yeah. and the Steelers have to play the Saints in New Orleans, which is an automatic loss. Yeah. And then they have to play the Patriots this week. So, so Ravens could win the division at yeah. like eight, nine or ten wins. As long as if all right, so the Ravens have the Browns, the Bucks, the Chargers. Ravens just need one more win than Pittsburgh because yeah. I think Pittsburgh with that one tie has the advantage. Plus, the Ravens are three and three in division play because we lost to Cincy and Cleveland. But as long, so as long as you, so they have the tiebreaker. So we need to get that one game up on them. But right. it's looking super likely because we only have the Chargers left. Mm-hmm. Besides that, it's Browns and Baltimore, which I mean, hopefully is a win. It sucks that that's not two game automatic wins anymore. Right. But then we also have Tampa Bay this week in Baltimore too. Nice. Yeah, get the I Chargers mean. out of the way, dude. Pittsburgh's definitely gonna lose to the Saints. I think that the Ravens can beat the Chargers, which gives them a good shot, a decent shot, at going 3-0 to end the year. Plus, that would give them, what, the 3 or 4 seed? That would give them the 4 seed because Houston's going to end up with the 3 seed. So So then you'd play the Chargers again in the wild card. Probably. If they're the 5 seed? At home, though. Yeah. So that's a big difference, too, because Chargers coming out to the East Coast, besides two weeks ago when they beat Pittsburgh, they can never play on the East Coast. So I'll take the chances against them. And even um, Kansas City... They're number one seed right now, but they have a one-game lead or two-game lead well, over the, past- the Chargers. Oh. So I'm saying that if the Chargers win out, because they play Kansas City this Thursday, if the Chargers win that game, end up winning out, they could win the division, finish as the number two or number three seed. Kansas City drops to the five. Wow. Because Kansas City, Kansas City ha- would have to lose two games for that to happen, but they're playing the Chargers, which is a losable game. And they also have to go to Seattle. Which, Seattle's hot right now. Yeah. So, Kansas City could drop, too. And the way they played against the Ravens this week, I know like the Ravens are a good team. I don't want to discredit them at all. But they don't look like the Kansas City that was playing in week one when they no. were scoring 50 every week. And that's typical of Kansas City, you know? Start out hot, fade away as the <laughs> season goes on. 
I'm not saying I'm banking on it. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one seed, but I'm just saying. It's a yeah. fun little what if for what, you. What if the... Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about the Miami Miracle. You know, you talked about, oh, Bill Belichick, they don't make mistakes. Bro, uh, blah, 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 blah. all right, don't get on me because I also said last week, by the way, <laughs> we haven't even talked about picks yet, but this game last week, I said bad things happen in Miami. They're seven. They were seven and nine going into that game. They're now seven and ten. I don't know who you want to put the blame on. I put the blame on Belichick because he has got. It was. It was four seconds left. Three seconds left on the clock. Yeah. They're at the twenty-five yard line. Are you telling me that Ryan Tannehill is going to drop back and throw the ball seventy-five yards down the field? Like he's injured. There's no way he's going to do that. Seventy-five yeah. yards down the field. That's the only reason why Gronk should be in. Instead, they do that hook and ladder type play, and you saw the image of Gronk falling over, tripping over his ankles, trying to make a tackle. Just was nowhere close to the guy. Well, you got to you got to think, Gronk probably purposely did that. You know why? No, it was a sixty-nine yard touchdown, so the joke had to live on. Is that the stat? It was actually sixty-nine yards. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he knew that on the field. So, <laughs> dude, that sucked though. That play never works. Yeah, if you look at that, they probably had a solid four chances to tackle the guy. First, when he caught the ball, he made a little spin move, tossed it, and then tossed it again. They could have got him on the sideline right there. And they and just, like, it, they made it look so easy. For being the Patriots, I was like, this is... Well, it's like, where's the defense at? You know, you're always expecting there's more guys in the back somewhere that are going to come up and make the play. But there weren't. It was just Gronk. So, <laughs> if he that takes- sucked. And it, And the Patriots played good, too. Like... Tom Brady threw 354 touchdowns. I think he threw for like 80%. Yeah, another L for Belichick. So they're looking at it'll be between them and Houston for that first round bye. Pretty much because the Patriots are now looking at finishing 12 and 4, and Houston's looking at 11 and 5. Plus, depending on the tiebreaker. Well, the Patriots have the tiebreaker because they beat the Texans earlier in the season. Then so they have a two game oh, yeah, so easily. The, anyway. Yeah. The ties actually make it interesting this year though, with all like Philly's only half game back on Minnesota and then your your the, Ravens are a the, half game back. The ties that are gonna go on for the wild card spot, the final AFC wild card spot, because Tennessee's got a shot, Colts have a shot, Ravens have a shot, Dolphins. Miami's have a shot. There's Pittsburgh a, might end up being in that position. Pittsburgh could be out of the playoffs. Yeah. So here's the real interesting scenario. Pittsburgh is at the disadvantage because right now they have that tie, which is helping them out. But if they drop another game or two, they're really screwed because then all of a sudden they don't have the tiebreaker advantage mm-hmm. over all these Colts in, in Tennessee and all those teams. So right now, if a, a situation could work out right now where the Ravens get that final wild card spot over the Colts, the Titans, all those teams. Right. But if Pittsburgh ends up being in a position where they're fighting for six, they would lose the tiebreaker to the Colts, the Titans, the Broncos, all those teams. They have to win the division. Otherwise, they're not making the playoffs. Whereas the Ravens could do either, I think, despite having more losses, which is ironic. Yeah, that, that final wild card for each NFC and AFC is going to come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one There's one other game we should probably talk about. Seahawks-Vikings. I'm done with them. I'm officially done with them. Dude. I've been I've been believing in the Vikings all year just because I, I keep imagining that team from last season that beat the Saints and almost right. was in the Super Bowl. It's not the same team. It's a shame. They're very talented on both sides of the ball. They have arguably the best wide receiver duo in the game. Yeah, for Th- sure. Thielen has over, already had over 100 catches. Stephon Diggs had this amazing catch where he had the defender all over him, caught it on his like shoulder, and it's just like... It's time to start asking the question. Of course, Booger was going off on this. Like, he's mentioned it seven times. Oh, Kirk. 
uh, is Kirk Cousins a bust? I'm going to give you some stat right here. Kirk Cousins hasn't won a single game against a winning team this year, and they're paying him $84 million. Yeah. So is he a bust? Well, all time, he's 4-24 and against teams with a winning record. So that tells you something. Um, what was that, a Monday night football game? Because I'm pretty sure he's now 0-7 on oh, Monday night prime football. prime time is horrible. Yeah, prime time, he's 5-13. and that's not um, that's not Joe Flacco numbers for you. Not in the elite discussion. But I mean, credit that Seahawks defense. They almost got the shutout too mm-hmm. on a very talented Minnesota team. Yeah, you saw Minnesota fired their offensive coordinator. DiFilippo. Yeah, he's out of there. He's gonna be getting um, some phone calls. He was actually in Philly a year ago. Oh, was he? He was the quarterbacks coach. Maybe he comes back. Could use him. He'll probably be getting some phone calls for uh, the coaching carousel's probably about to fall off come end of the season. How many coaches do you think are on that hot seat? It's usually like a quarter of the league every year. I would say five, six or seven coaches. Dude, people are saying fire Doug, and I'm telling, I'm asking Doug them Peterson. if they're high because he just won you a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So I would say no. Let's that would be dumb. Yeah. Obviously, that would be the most ridiculous thing. I'm gonna say the Tampa Bay coach is on mm-hmm. the hot seat. I would say. Maybe Minnesota. If the, Minnesota doesn't make the playoffs with that team, I mean, you could talk hot seat a little bit. Carol, I kind of feel like that's with, like, Philly, though. It's tough. You made the playoffs last year. You can't yeah. fire a coach after one season not making the playoffs. Carolina? I don't think Ron Rivera's on the hot seat because okay. they made the playoffs last year too, right? Yeah. Maybe next year, though. Same thing happens next year. I'm trying to think of other teams that would pro- that would probably be on the hot seat. Uh, Giants just got a new coach. Jets, that's a good one. Todd Bowles might be on the hot seat. He could be out of there this season. Todd Bowles... Obviously, Marvin Lewis is going to be with the Bengals until Probably the end of 10 time. More years. Lions have, have a new head coach. Cardinals have a new head coach. You're good there. What if Tomlin doesn't make Dude, the playoffs? Tomlin is a great conversation. Do you think Tomlin should be fired? Because I think he should have been fired years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm, I They've dealt with a lot of controversy, and I thought they handled it really well. I don't. I think they deal with too much controversy, and I think half of it is generated because of Tomlin. I think that's what the issue is. Like, everyone wants to say, oh, we got all this stuff going on. Yeah, dude, it's because you can't control your team. Like, you shouldn't have any of this stuff going on. Yeah. That's where the problem starts. They had such high hopes for the year. But you got to also think they're on their third and fourth string running back. you got to think Le'Veon Bell. It's not really completely all his fault. I, I blame that on the Steelers organization, yeah, who general. I also blame for not firing Tomlin years ago. So <laughs> I think it's a lot of issues, man. I think that Pittsburgh should be a Super Bowl contender. They've had the team for it for years now, and the thing that always gets in the way are these little distractions that turn into giant ones that turn into this all this chaos going on. You know? Yeah. They should be like the Patriots. They should be winning titles back-to-back. Instead, they're looking at not even making the playoffs this year. And if they don't make the playoffs this year, they better fire Tomlin. Yeah, I would say if they don't, if they do not, but then say they do make the playoffs, and he's probably there again, and they win, say one, they have the talent to win one or two games in the playoffs. They have the talent to win the whole thing. Right. That's the that's the whole point of this. I saw a video of a um, old Steelers player back in the seventies, old guy. He was taking like a selfie video, and he was complaining about the Steelers, and he was like, "It's time for Tomlin to get fired. You know, we're all done with this. Pittsburgh's done with Tomlin." So that's how Pittsburgh feels, apparently. I don't know. I mean, we'll see it on Sunday. You're going to see the same exact thing this Sunday in Pittsburgh that happens every single time these two teams face off against each other. (laughs) It'll be a close game. Pittsburgh fans are probably going to be so mad because the refs are going to make a call or something dumb's going to happen or Tomlin's going to screw up one or two things and some bogus play will lead to them losing. That's against the Patriots. Now, a lot of the other games have been bad luck. Like the one they just lost to the Raiders should have had that win. Right. Patriots, they're a different beast. 
All right. I mean, anything else that we that we missed? Derrick Henry had a monster game. What he finished was it two hundred forty rushing yards and like four touchdowns? Yeah, because I think he was like fifty shy of Adrian Peterson's record. Yeah, that that was fun to see. That wasn't even all right. So that ninety nine yard run, I saw a lot of people comparing that to the Marshawn Lynch run. Was it ninety nine yards? Yeah. Holy shit. Which is crazy, but I didn't think it was that impressive. <laughs> He's kind of, he looked kind of slow, didn't he? It's not even that he looked <laughs> kind of slow. I kind of just blamed, like, Jacksonville didn't look like they were trying to tackle him. Jacksonville's linebacker came up and just, like, put a hand on him and Derrick Henry threw him aside. Like, he didn't even make an effort. Like, if that was any other linebacker, I feel like he would have been knocked out of bounds easily. And then at the end of the play, there's, like, 20 yards still to go and all the Jacksonville play. They're, like, five yards away from him. And they're not even trying to catch him. They're just walking. <laughs> they don't care at all about their season. Dude. Obviously, it's 99 yards. It hasn't happened a whole lot, so it's impressive to some degree. Right. I think Saquon could have made it look better. I saw an a awesome stat about Saquon. Yeah. So, Saquon Barkley versus Todd Gurley. He leads him in yards per carry, scrimmage yards on the year. He has more 20-plus yard runs than him, more 40-plus yard runs than him, and he's got more receiving yards. And you compare the offensive lines, Rams have arguably the best line in the league. Giants have arguably the worst line in the league. What do you got to say about that? I was going to say, could you imagine if Saquon Barkley had the Cowboys line up like from like 2015? Mm-hmm. Or like you said, the Rams line? or If he had like, something, if be, he didn't have the, 24, the 24th ranked line, that's what the Giants have right now. I should have put money down when, you know, when Darnold was all hyped up for Rookie of the Year, maybe like week two or week three. He got one win and New York exploded. Yeah, I remember that. Then I should have put down, I think Saquon would have been like four to one or three to one odds to win win Heisman. You easily would have, so say you put $50 down, I would have made 200 Dang. I regret that because yeah. Darnold became the favorite. I remember it clearly. He was three to two odds to win the Heisman after one game or two games. I was you like, mean Rookie of the Year? Or Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a really like interesting award to follow because Baker's looking like he could get it. I'm sure there's one or two I, other names. I don't see how you don't give it to Saquon. I mean, with those numbers, yeah, but think about Baker. How many wins did they have in the last three years under yeah, a few? Yeah, that's, that's true. So, I don't know. We'll see. But the point I was trying to make with that is Saquon could be the best running back in the league right now. Something to think about. Yeah. Did we ever talk about Le'Veon Bell in here? His whole bit. situation? I don't, he's, never, he's not coming back. All right, but... I don't think we did since we're on the topic of great running backs. You remember at the start of the year when we were talking about how he needed to sign his tenure by week 10, otherwise he was still going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler throughout next year also. Remember having that debate? And so that was the reason why everyone was like, he has to come back because we're not going to do this again for another year. Mm -hmm. Apparently what happened was, and this is mind-boggling, the entire league had no idea that that wasn't the rule. The Steelers organization didn't know. Le'Veon Bell's agent didn't know. The NFL didn't know, like, no one knew about this until the week before that that's not the way it works. <laughs> that Le'Veon, by not showing up to week 10, he can't play this year. He can't go sign with anyone else. But instead of being a Steeler next year, doing it all over again, he's just a free agent. So this offseason, Le'Veon Bell hits the market. He's not going to be under any more holds by the Steelers. Where do you think he'll sign? I think he's going to the Colts. I would turn them into a... Colts are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. I will put money on that. Because if they can draft like a good, say a good, a solid running back, they have Marlon Mack right now. Yeah. And that Hines is a little one too, but. I mean, they have to improve a lot of stuff, but over the last couple of years, they fired their general manager. They cleaned out front office. They, they've been drafting offensive guards and tackles and stuff. So the line's playing great. Right. Now they just got to get some more players on the defense, get some more, you know, skill guys. 
Yeah, you still have T.Y. Hilton signed, probably. Yeah, if they get Le'Veon Bell, pair him with Andrew Luck, who is arguably, he's a top 10 quarterback. He could yeah. be top five if you want to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Dude, I put yeah, put money on it. Colts, five years from now, they'll have at least one title. Honestly, that's pretty, probably reasonable. I feel pretty confident in that one. All right. But so anyway, Le'Veon Bell, I think he's going to the Colts because we've talked about it before. He's always liking their stuff and you know mm-hmm. doing certain things on Instagram. He commented on one of their picks on Instagram recently. It, it was as it was like imagine me and Andrew Luck playing together. Like he said something like that. So <laughs> it's got to be. He's, yeah, he's I don't even know there. who else would be in the running. Well, could, the, Ra- could the Ravens afford him? Maybe. Um, I heard the Jets could be in contention. He's not going to sign with the Jets. He's not, he's going to sign with a contender. I would think that'd be smart to go to a contender. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have that it. many years left. You grow your brand. That's so. You got to think about life after the NFL. Yeah. If you go to New York, I guess that would be a big market. So like you people are, no people are going to forget about him because they're exactly. going to be trash. Exactly. Yeah. The Colts make sense, or maybe Philly. Philly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no way they had the money. All right, does that wrap up our show? Pretty much. That was um, that was week fifteen for you. All right, guys. Peace. Later.